year. I'm LJ. What's cracking, y'all? It's Stevie Nicks. And we're Nick fans. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Nick's Anonymous. Anonymous. Myself, and I think we see Willis coming out. Fast break to Walt Frazier. Frazier then slows it down. It's picked up by Jerry West at the top of the post. Three. Yeah. The New York Knicks. Here's David Stern for with the announcement. Pick, select Patrick Ewing. going on Nick's Anonymous family welcome back to another episode of Nick's Anonymous episode 76 76 well officially 76 because last week was supposed to be 76 this will be 75 part 2 75 part 2 yes we know the vibe shout out to the Nick's Anonymous family we are the people's voice and we are nothing without the people we are nothing without you the beautiful people um Stevie Tell all the newcomers where they could find us. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram at Nick Synonymous. Follow us on Twitter as well at Nick Synonymous. And I keep forgetting to mention it because I forget we have one. You could also follow us on TikTok at Nick Synonymous. You know, we barely use that one, but, you know, we're there. It's That um, one is very situational. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have to be, like, special. Pretty much. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and Breaker. And you can simply Google us and find us there. Surely can. And uh, merch on the way. Pins coming. Yeah. I don't know how. Wait, how, how long until the pins get here, Stevie? Uh, we're either going to officially unveil them next episode or the following episode. So definitely within the next two episodes. Within the next two episodes. That means two weeks, three at most. So yeah. stay, stay at the lookouts for that. Um, definitely follow us on all platforms so you can definitely stay up to date with all your information. Like we say, Instagram is just for the general updates. Twitter is if you want to actually conversate with us. Um, interesting week of basketball. Let's just get right into it because I am extremely fucking tired. Uh, we've been talking about Knicks all evening. I'm not going to lie. Shout out to the past, present, future team that we just recorded an episode with. Shout out to Trippy Schmitty. Uh, shout out to our uh, special guest, Bones, for dropping in and Ariel the God. Um, so, yeah, that, was a, that was a fun episode, actually. That was a real fun episode. Make sure you go check it out on the uh, VSN network. Uh, either on the website or on the YouTube page. Uh, so interesting week of basketball. Um, two and two. Uh, we didn't. We we were close. We predicted. I think the only loss that we didn't account for. I mean, the only W we didn't account for was the Denver game. Because I think we said we were going to lose that game. Yeah, we said we were going to get blown out. As a matter of fact, um, it turns out Facts. um, Jokic was out with COVID, so we lucked out there. But no a win excuses. is a win, in my opinion. Exactly, no excuses. And Aaron Gordon was hurt, I think. Right, yeah, him too. But no excuses. We play who we play, and honestly, we almost lost that game regardless. But that's besides. Yeah, the we'll point. get we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, we'll start with the Utah game, which we won one eighteen, one eleven. Uh, 
Good win. I think that was a good win, bro, because Utah, as I always, as I said last week when we were going over what our predictions were, Utah has always been a well-run organization, well-coached team. So I always think it's an accomplishment to beat them. And historically speaking, the Knicks always have a hard time with Utah. So a win against them is pretty good, in my opinion. And not only it was a win, but it was their first L at home. Oh, was it? I didn't, didn't sure know was. that. Okay. It's sure. I think it was both for I think it was both for Utah and Denver. We oh. Both we, we gave them their first L's at home. So that's definitely big. And Utah was definitely one of the games that we said that the Knicks were gonna steal. Yeah, I did. I called that. That was that's me. Fact. <laughs> um Jalen Brunson was obviously the player of that game. 25 points, three boards, eight assists, three steals. Um, I forgot the Jazz. The Jazz have a Nick to the Kelly Olenek. He had a good game against us as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he dropped twenty seven and he had twenty seven and eleven. Yeah, there's always a Nick killer, bro. Every I'm not gonna say every team has one, but there's those known Nick killers. Like Terrence Ross is one of them. Kelly Olenek is another one. Uh, yeah, it's not, did um I think Sim started that game, right? Uh did he? Um, no, iHeart did. Iheart, that's right. I I still think Sims should start over Iheart. I think Iheart is purely a backup. He did have a double double in this game though, Jericho Sims. He had eleven points, thirteen boards. Kind of helps your case right there. Listen, kind of helps your t- argument. I'm gonna tell y'all, man. Listen, Sims Sims is a monster, bro. He, he once he figures out how to use his size to his his advantage. Not to say he hasn't already because he did catch an alley oop on somebody's head that game. I think. Yeah, he did. So he did. He definitely did, and if he once he realizes like, oh shit, I could do this more often, I think he's gonna be super dominant. I believe I won't say dominant because dominant. I think of guys like Shaq, you know, guys like that. I think of dominant, but he will be a very good center if they give, if given the chance to, you know, because he he has this unlike most young centers, like because you know how most young centers they have to grow and get strength. He already has the strength. Yeah, he came in. He came in. He came in strong already. He just has to have. He just has to work on the fun- fundamentals. Excuse me. He does he's very, that. He's not be only, a problem. And usually, not only usually, brawling guys are the slowest. He's very fast. Bro, these days, like everybody's a freak athlete these days. So, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you should see. You should see the fucking AAU leagues for like sixteen U. Bro, these sixteen year olds are like six three. Yeah. Like, Yo, what the fuck? It's crazy nowadays, man. It's, it's it's ridiculous. But yo, shout out to Sims, man. He's really he's really he's pushing the envelope, he, man. Like, who would have thought a second round pick? What was he fifty eight? Like almost damn near last. 57, pick, 58, around that area. Who would have thought that that guy would be the one to push out our two main centers? Yeah, bro. Um, I think I said it in PPF. Um, being that he's having this mini. I guess we'll call it surge of good play. He's showing that he has a chance to actually steal some minutes. You know what I mean? Perhaps could you, start- could you argue? Could you? I'm about to say, could you argue? Could you argue starting? I was gonna say perhaps starting minutes. Um, and it's not to diminish Mitchell Robinson or nothing like that because he's our starter and we signed him to be the starter. But considering his injury history, you know, there may be shots for Jericho Simmons in the near future and if he shines 
you know, we may have a good controversy. Most controversies are bad these days, but in this instance, it would be a pretty good controversy to have. And, you know, I'm keeping iHeart out of the conversation because no disrespect to iHeart, a lot of Nick fans are down on him. I personally like iHeart. Like, if used properly, he brings something to the table. You know, so when you when you say use properly, how would you how would you use him? What what what's proper for iHeart? He's situational. He's situational. Like if we need that stretch big, you know what I mean. That's what we signed him for anyway. You know that's his role. But um, what doesn't help is the defensive deficiencies he has. You know, like he's, he's super slow, play. man. He's super super slow. You know, what I mean, the effort is there. Like he's just like cancer. Uh, he's like Anis Cancer. I always say that. You know, there's Yo, bro, out I'm not there. gonna lie. I thought you said cancer. I was like, what the? F- no, no, cancer. Cancer. And it's cancer. Like, be um, like, Yo, what the? The, <laughs> the effort is there, but he's just slow footed. You know what I mean? And that makes him a liability. So, yeah, that's the downside to him. Um, I agree. Can't because cancer was a big, he was a big piece for us, not for nothing in the, in the little short term that he had. He was actually a fan favorite. Yeah. Ever since we did to LeBron. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the point being is um Jericho Simmons has a shot to um potentially steal some shine. The opportunity and may be there. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to Alonzo trare him. And what I mean by that, shout out to everybody I know what who acts Yeah, shout out to everybody who knows what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, we had a point guard named Alonzo Trier, and it was the Fisdale error. Am I correct? Yes, sir. So pretty much what happened was is that the Knicks fan base was pushing Fisdale to start Trey, and he finally started Trey. And Trey had that that one game he started, he had a horrendous game. I think he had zero points in like thirty minutes. It was some horrendous shit, and we never saw him again. So what I'm saying is that I don't want us to push the agenda on Sims just yet because he is still raw talent. He's still like Stevie said, he needs to get the fundamentals down. Um, I would I would say definitely increase his minutes though. He definitely needs to see the floor more often than not. I'll say that. Absolutely, absolutely. But to wrap up the Jazz game, you know, we had six guys in double figures. Shout um, out to Emmanuel quickly because honestly, quickly has been struggling yeah. lately, and this was actually one of his one of the few good games he's had. Yeah, he, had he was one of those guys who was in double figures, thirteen points. He shot well from the field as well, fifty percent. You know, we need more of that from him. You know what I mean? We uh, uh they are wow, they actually out rebounded us. I was gonna say we out rebounded them. That's not the case. Shout out to Cam Reddish too, man. Cam Reddish has definitely been bowling lately, bro. He's def- I I think he's slowly becoming one of my favorite Nick. Man, it's the defense, man. He makes a big difference on the defense. I mean, our perimeter defense needs work, but when our uh, perimeter defense does make a play, it's usually Cam. So yeah. He's, he's, he's um, slowly becoming a valuable piece. Um, What did he have in this game? Hold on. I'm sorry. Let me check that. Oh, psh, that's why you mentioned him. He had 19 points. There you go. He sure okay. did. 7-13, 205. Could be yeah. worse. Yeah, you go, Cam. You go, the Cam. Kill, we need kill more Cam, of Killer Cam. Yo, bro, let me, let's talk about it real quick, though, bro. Um, RJ Barrett. Man, let's, let's really... Let's really talk about it for a second. Um, 18 points, 5 of 18, 05 from 3. Um, he Apparently, he's been sick. I, so rumors say that he's been sick for a numerous amount of games. I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, honestly, I could applaud the effort. But let's be honest, bro. You are not Michael Jordan. All right? Michael Jordan played through the flu because he, he is who he is. Kobe Bryant could have probably done the same thing because of who they are. 
Um, some could argue LeBron, but fuck that guy. Um, some yeah. would some would say you know I'm not some would say. Listen, I applaud the effort. All right, but bro, you're not everybody I just named. You're not him. If you're not feeling well, do not play. You're gonna I, only hurt the team. I agree. I I I actually agree with that. I was gonna say halfway because, like you said, I applaud the effort, but you mentioned that, so I'll fully agree. Maybe it would have been better if he would have sat. You know what I mean? Because he's he's already he's already he's already struggling healthy. So imagine an unhealthy Barrett. You know? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like maybe it would have been a blessing if he sat, but you know, unfortunately, well, let me not say unfortunately because we did win the game. You know, but um, he ended up playing either way. Um. You know, despite the the bad shooting game, he was a plus three. So, you know, he contributed in other ways. So you could at least give him that. You know, one thing you can't take away from RJ, you know, that you really can't give to Randall, despite the fact how much we defend Randall, is RJ doesn't check out. And I've said that many times. So despite, you know, him being shaky to start the season, I think the reason he doesn't get the criticism that Julius gets is that more so than not, RJ doesn't check out. Julius has had moments where he's checked out. And in games like the one in Utah where he wasn't shooting too well, he ended up doing other stuff well, you know, defending the perimeter, passing, rebounding like he always does. So that kind of saves him for criticism, you know. You know what's crazy? And like Trippy and like Trippy said, I think he said it in um he said it in the chat. I think I think Trippy said it in the chat. He said we gave Randall one season, so it's only right we give RJ one. I think that's fair. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. And RJ does have a history of starting slow. You know, I do want that to stop, though. You know, yeah, I don't, nice. that to, I don't want that to be a habit. fire for once. Yeah, but, that's, not, you know, that's a bad habit, man. Now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Let's see where it goes. Like, we all know RJ's eventually going to pick it up. So I'm not going to stay down. On, not that I'm down on him, but I don't think a lot of the fan base will stay down on him. Like, the way they are now. Because there's a lot of people that's, can't lie, there's some RJ slander going out there. Criticism is cool, slander is not. Yeah, like, so basically when we mean slander, we mean, like, how Randall gets it. So now that energy that Randall gets is slowly going towards RJ. Um, and, you know, believe it or not, Randall went negative 12 this game. Not to say believe it or not, because I'm pretty sure everyone who hates Randall is like, oh, I fucking believe it. But You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so, I like Randall and I believe it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so do I, honestly. Um, yeah, you know. It's back and forth, man. Like this team's problem is it's its inconsistency. All right, everybody is the problem. <laughs> Every it's except, a team except maybe Jalen Brunson and and yeah, Jalen Brunson. He's the only answer. Maybe Cam Reddish too. Cam Reddish he 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 does better than not. So honestly, but then again, as Brunson says in all of his interviews, we need to do better. So it's a team game. Everybody contributes. Um, that's the reason why we won this game, to be honest, because Randall, our best player, quote-unquote our best player, went negative 12, and yet we still won the game because everybody else, like you said, six guys in triple digits, right? Or six guys double in digits. Double, double digits. Sorry. Tri- Dude, oh, double, triple digits, goddamn, bro. That'd, that'd be a record-breaking be, game. That will be OD. But, yeah, you know, six guys in double digits, and that's how you win a game. You win a game with team ball. So uh, we'll get to that later in terms of Randall and his toxicity, quote-unquote, whatever. But we'll just we'll keep it pushing with the game. So next up, we move on to Denver. Denver. 106-103. We beat them for the first time since what was it they said? 2008. 
eight? I, I don't remember. It was a long it was, time. It's so. been a while since we've won in Denver. Let's just put it that way. And we finally took one from them. Um, I can't lie, bro. Jokic Thanks to who, not, though? Jokic being there didn't make didn't make a difference. I'll be very real. Who do we win to? Who? Thanks to who, Stevie? Julius. Julius. Julius Randle. He had a good stat line, too. 34 points, 11 boards, 4 assists, 4 steals. Yeah, he actually played defense this game. He actually did. He tried. I but wish he, shoots, he had. He shoots I wish he so did that bad more often. Three, bro. He shoots so bad. He went 3 of 10. Yeah. I mean, 30%. Yeah, 30% is bad. That's pretty that's, bad. That's terrible, man. That's actually one what, more, he's, that's, that's what one he's averaging. More three, if he makes one more 3, it's good. That's true. That's true. That is true. That's a good way to look at it. That's a very good way to look at it. I mean, it's the truth, though, because the difference between being a good three-point shooter and a bad three-point shooter percentage-wise in this case is 1-3. And in this case, he's a bad three-point shooter. But overall, he had a decent game. Well, I'm not saying decent. He had a real good game. You know what I mean? What I don't like, though, bro, is that we had to catch up. I really hate that. Because, yeah, they have Michael Porter Jr., yeah, they had Jamal Murray, but the dude who usually gives us the problem wasn't there, and that's Jokic. Jokic is the reason we usually struggle against them. He's the one who opens it up for the other guys. And as you can see, without Jokic there, you know, even though they went up 15 on us, they couldn't close it out on us for the simple fact that Jokic wasn't there to open things up for them. So they had a hard time creating on us for a little short period of time, and we took advantage. And that's also thanks to Brunson, because without Brunson, I don't think we come back at all. I think Randall finishes the game with 40, and we lose by five, probably. That's a possibility. You know what I mean? Because last, last, last year, all, all, all the pressure was on Randall. So Randall would have had, like, seven turnovers, 43 points, terrible shooting night, and we lose by, like, 10, probably. No, speaking of which, Brunson had 21, 5, and 7. Good stat line, man. Like- 2 of 4, 7 of 13. He's doing great, man. He's he's so he's so efficient. That dude is a really he's a machine, man. Yeah, he damn sure is, bro. Um, speaking of efficiency, Cam was too. You know, ten points, three boards, two steals in the block. Pretty modest game, bro. But he was three of five from the field, four of five from free throw, plus thirteen. Pretty efficient to me. Yo, bro, R.J. Barrett again, bro. Eleven points, four of eighteen, zero of nine. Yeah, this is this one's a bad game for him. Bro, what is going on? Have you ever seen that meme? It's like, I wonder what's going on inside their heads. Like, yo, bro, what what is he thinking? What what's going on in that bean of Barrett? It's weird too. Like the O of nine from three, because like Like when do you say when do you stop? When do you say stop? Like the weird thing with RJ with his struggles this year that concerns me is that like all right, when he struggled last year. His shot selection didn't get worse. He still played his game as far as the offense goes. He still tacked, regardless if he missed or not. Now that it, now that he's off to the rough start, the shot selection seems to have fallen off. That's pretty concerning in that aspect. Because like at the end of the day, like we always say, what says RJ is he the effort doesn't stop. So you know that's still there, and that'll always be cool. And until that stops. Chill. He, went, keep, he, went, he went negative you know, I'll 18. I'll keep picking it up until it stops. When it stops, then I'll be super concerned. I, I think it's not this super game. Con- I'm not super concerned. But it is concerning that his shot selection has kind of dwindled. You know what I mean? It's gotten worse. And that's the only concerning thing. But what do you think about that? 
Um, listen, that negative 18 no lie, bro. That means he wasn't doing anything at all, pretty much. <laughs> it was just on now, the floor. I'm saying, this game wasn't one of the good ones. He was just on the floor. Let's, okay, look, it. I think, I don't know, I don't want to blame anything on anybody for, for somebody's performance because at the end of the day, you play how you play. Um, then again, but, you know, coaching and stuff does have an influence on stuff. It is concerning that RJ is going 0 for 9 because that means either that could that could be the way the offense is set up and it's forcing him to shoot those shots. Because like you said, RJ has never been this type of player IQ-wise. He's never been the type of player to, to continuously just shoot when he knows he's struggling. So it's kind of concerning that he's still shooting. So like when you're 0 for 5, don't get me wrong. I love the, the, the tenacity and the confidence in, in your ability to score. But when something's not working, you got to go to plan B. And plan B is not even working for him. He went 4 of 18 from the field. So n- nothing is really working for RJ right now. And it could be the way the offense is set up. Because... I don't know, bro. I, I mean, he misses a lot of layups, too, not for nothing. There's a lot of shots that he goes to the basket, and he's lo- not wide open, but, like, yo, bro, he's right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird, but it's weird, though. By the numbers, he's shooting great from two still. I don't know, bro. He's still, I, we, we gotta he's still doing – he's still shooting well from two, but his struggles from three is so bad, it's brought his percentage down that much. Actually, That's well, the I, weird I, part I got, about I got his, I got his. I got his yearly stats right here. So what's, RJ, his, what's the shooting percentage like right now? He's after shooting today. He's no, no. Right now, yeah, right now he's shooting thirty nine percent from the field overall. Yeah. Oh my God, we and slipped. He sh- and he's shooting twenty five percent from three. So thirty nine regular, twenty five from three. Oh my God, does that sound like a contract player to you? Wow, bro. So that means within the last week or two, he slipped. That's crazy. Because remember, like two weeks ago, we was arguing it's the three because he was he was forty four. He was forty four. He was forty four percent from field, I think. Overall, yeah, but forty eight from two, and but his percentage was down from three, so everything's down now. Wow, that's crazy. That is concerning. I'm not lying, folks. Look at it's like a small. You can't even see it, but thirty nine percent. Yeah, he's he's bugging out right now. I don't know what's going on mentally, but um, like every Nick fan loves to tell me, he starts like this every year. But I it's don't different think, I, this time around. Yeah. He does, he does, but this time around it's a little different. It looks like he's just like not I said, IQ it. seems to have slipped. At least as far as his shoot shot selection, everything else, like I said, everything else is cool. You know, he's not turning the ball over like that. He's rebounding, like I said. He's at least trying on defense, and he's passing the ball. He's not going nut. But the shot selection doesn't seem to be there. Do you think? Okay, I'm just. This is just speculation. Because the the addition of Jalen Brunson has positively affected Randall. Do you think it could be negatively affecting RJ somehow? I don't think so. Not at all. I don't think so. So but, you think this um, you think this is just RJ in his head just trying to figure things out? I would say so. I don't think Brunson has anything to do with that. If anything, Brunson's having a positive um impact on the team as a whole, in my opinion. If you can show me anything negative, if you can show me any negative impact aside from the fact that most point guards could shoot over him, which is the only problem he has, but he covers that by scoring and dishing the rock. Um, show me one. That's the only negative I could think of. The reason why I throw that out is because that's the that's really the only change from last year to this year. So, like, 
why would RJ be this much worse? I'm not saying it's Brunson's fault. I'm just I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, why is he just doing so bad? Yeah, he starts off bad every year, but like no one's no one's giving me the why. Why? Why is this happening? Could it be Tibbs? Could it be the point guard? Or maybe he's just he's just whack. Or maybe he's just you know like what is it? I want to know, RJ. Tell me. I want to know. I think he's just off to a rough start, man. I don't. I can't lie. The shot selection is concerning, but I think he's just off to a rough start. That's all I, there is. I, to I it. hope so. I mean, bro. some some players take longer than others to adjust to new people around them. You know what I mean? So remember, this is the first time the Knicks are having a point guard that knows how to that actually can distribute the ball in a while. So maybe it's gonna take him some time to get used to. So well, I'll tell you at least I'll that's my you. reasoning that I that's the that's something I could think of. Because I don't think RJ Barrett's gonna get any worse than this dude. He's not gonna slip any further into oblivion. I wouldn't even say he's in oblivion right now. He's just struggling. Okay. He's not gonna, I, he's not I, gonna slip any further. Can I throw something out there real quick just for RJ? So hopefully he hears this. I think okay so you remember how Julius Randle went on a tear that all-star year. Yeah. Because no one really I, – I think no one really – people let Randle shoot. People let Randle do what he has to do. I think after – remember, after that year, he did bad. A lot of people blame the fans. Now, I do believe fans are a big part of the game. But what I think happened with Randle was that they game-planned around him. Because remember the following year, they started doubling him, tripling him, and it completely threw his game out of whack. Right. Okay. So with RJ, because RJ did blow up last year at the end of the year, like he was in All Star talks. He was, you know, he, people were saying he got snubbed because he was going off last year. I, I don't, I don't have his numbers on hand, but last year, now he the, he had a little um a little stretch where he was going off. You're not lying. Exactly. So now what I think happened is that teams are now starting to understand that he only goes left. If you watch RJ's game, he literally does nothing but go straight to the basket. That's it. He doesn't spin move. He doesn't dribble. He doesn't no mid-range. He only shoots a three or goes to the basket. One direction. He doesn't euro step. Nothing. That is very easy to defend. Okay. So I think teams are getting used to his play style, and he needs to widen his game. I think he needs to incorporate some type of turnaround jump shot mid-range, though. Some type of, like, because he's a big body. So maybe he can learn something from Randall, you know, you know, dig into the guy. Because he's, 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 he's taller and stronger than most guards. Because he's, he's a big guard. So a lot of the guys he's going up against are skinnier. So he could take advantage of that. He could go in deep. Mm-mm, you know, two dribbles, little shimmy, maybe not even a shot, a pump fake and a crossover to the basket, something. You know what I mean? He can't keep going in one direction. It's going to it's gonna end up like this, 4 of 18. You know what I mean? Because the Denver Nuggets aren't a trash team. They're going to adapt, especially halftime. Halftime, halftime they, they watch film. They, they, they see what's going on. So if they shut you down for the first half of the game, you're definitely going to be gone the second half because they watched all the film from the first half and they see you're doing the same shit so they're going to just play you the same way so I think he needs to incorporate more dribble moves in his game okay understood, understood. Yeah. good take Um, and just to end the Denver Nuggets game big shout out to Emmanuel quickly for his end of the game defense on Jamal Murray I mean, that was pretty impressive thank god <laughs> that was pretty impressive stuff man Thank I God, want, man. I want more of that quickly. 
I think you can't. Quick, quickly's capable. I think quickly's capable of doing that more, more so, more often than he does. You call it yourself, though. Like quickly's not so much as a great defender, but his effort will make up for yeah, it. The effort will always. That's why I like. That's why. I, that's why I'm kind of like a lot of Knicks fans have, uh, have soured on quickly because of his slow start as well. But he another one, dude. The effort's always there. You know what I mean? He doesn't check out. He's he one of them dudes that I always like. Like I, I hope we really don't trade him. But it, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk to that. We'll get we'll get into that later in the show. We'll get into yeah. that. We'll get All into right, that. Moving for sure. along to Golden State. Oh, this is where reality hit us big time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we lost by 10, 111-101. I actually like the fight, though. He actually put up a good fight, man. Like, nah, he got kind I, of... I, I disagree with that one, bro. Nah, no, 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 we did. Like, because, bro... Nah, we did we not, We should have stayed blown out. We didn't stay blown out. And for that, I give credit. Yeah, it got ugly. But like I said, 111-101, that score doesn't show how bad this game could have been and we stood in there like we brought it down to eight at one point and it just so happens like the reality is this bro they're the golden state warriors bro the fact that we brought it down to eight and they were beating us by like a good what 22 to 25 points let me see what was their biggest lead their biggest lead was drum roll 22 look at that bro we brought it down to eight we just couldn't get over that hump bro just because of who they are and you know, and because crazy, of who like, we are, they, and and that too, and because of who we are, I, I, it's mostly because of who who they are. Because let's be honest, the Knicks do have the, the Knicks do have a habit of getting down by double digits and catching up. Yeah, I was about to say, like in the beginning of the game, they definitely dug their own grave, man. Like they they did not come out with any effort. I mean, it was it was really hard to watch, man. Like Clay Thompson hit like four threes back to back to back. Um, it's Clay Thompson, dude. I, I know like Clay. But like, dude, like he the shots that he let off were like completely uncontested. We had no hustle. It was bad. It was terrible in the first half. Like, like nah, you said, I know. I know. They it was, brought it, it back. Could've, it could have been much worse. That's how, that's why I'm saying, bro. Like this score doesn't show how bad it could have been. So like, I, I actually like the fight in this game. I usually don't do moral victories. You know what I mean? But it's no shame to lose to Golden State, bro. They got one of the greatest backcourts in the history of the NBA. And I'm talking about all 75 years of the league, bro. This is one of the top, what, five or ten backcourts ever. There's no shame in them. And they're actually contenders still. Exactly, bro. They're in the twilight of their careers, and they're still contenders. So it's no shame in losing to these guys. I'm just glad it didn't go the way it looked like it was going. Can I share share something real fast? Oh, shoot. I. So a lot of I, I want to bring this to, to, to life real quick because it's going to lead on later in the show. But I just want to bring perspective now so you guys know later. Um, everybody wants Randall to be gone so Obi Toppin can start. Let me show you something real quick. Everybody says Obi Toppin doesn't get the chance that he deserves. I'm looking through all three of these games, the three games that we just talked about right now. Obi Toppin has averaged about, I would say, 19 minutes, 19 to 20 minutes. Okay. That is that is like double what he had last year. The Utah game, he finished with nine points, shot three or four, three or four. Good. Next game, we have the Nuggets. He had 23 minutes, seven points, three of eight, one of five. Now we go to Golden State. He only had Golden one State. point. 
He had one, one point. And 18 minutes, 05-03. Um, I'm not seeing any starting potential here. That's just my I'm and I, I listen. You could I'm not I'm not gonna count anything he's because everyone's gonna say oh but what about the good he's done before ah uh, but okay listen if you want him to be in the starting lineup conversation he needs to be doing this on a consistent basis with the time he's getting, period. Okay, okay, that's a fact. But that's a fact. We'll we'll get more in depth later, but let's just continue. Go ahead. No, um, I don't really have much for this game, bro. Like I I actually didn't expect us to win this one. You know what I mean? They killed us from three, of course. You know, yeah, we I didn't all think I didn't, I didn't think we were gonna win this game either. I thought actually those like you said, I thought it was gonna be worse than what it actually was. You know what helped us? You know what brought us into this game? We actually hit our free throws. We were 32 or 34. Wow. That's, that's what kept us in the game compared to their 20 free throws. Free throws win games, baby. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Or at baby. least they or at least they keep the at least they in our case they keep you in them. Because you know, we don't we, we don't hit our free throws too good. And shout out to Jericho Sins, man, because they have um not for nothing. Uh what's his name from the Golden State Warriors? Uh um, Sims had a double double in this game as well in three blocks. 10 that's and what 10. I'm saying. Um, oh my god, what's the guy's name? Um he has a, he has a funny name. Kevin Looney? Looney. Looney's a beast. People laugh at Looney, but he's a monster. Nah, he has, yeah, he's big, he's a big body. And he had and Jericho Sins finished with 10 rebounds. So I'm very impressed with that. Definitely more rebounds than Hartenstein for sure. And Hartenstein started, I believe. Hartenstein had five rebounds. Hartenstein's not a bad rebounder, though. That's actually a strength of his. He's a better, he's a I heard that he's a better. He's a better offensive rebounder than he is a defensive rebounder. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, okay. Look, it quickly disappeared. 0 of 5, 0 of 3, six points. Um I give him the six boards, though. He had 10 boards in the other game, too, I think. I think it was either Utah or Denver. Uh, let me check. Let's see. He's always around the ball for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> not there's anything nah, bad bro, about that. He has that, a but... knack for the ball, bro. You got to give the man the credit where it's due. You know what I mean? Uh, no, against Denver, he had five boards. That's still good for a point guard. I'll take that. Let's see against Utah. I'm sorry, y'all. My uh, phone's a little slow. And I'm not 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 for nothing. I, I agree to an extent with the PPF crew about the RJ slander, and I agree with you too, Stevie. But you got to understand, like, he has been doing really bad, especially, That's on, what this, I'm saying. Like, uh, especially on this road trip. Because it, right now, concerning. If, it is if, concerning. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying it's not concerning, but because we, because not for nothing, if he wasn't struggling, we'd be a much better team right now. I agree, but he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just the reality. Okay, check this out. Look it. 18 points, four rebounds, five assists. Sounds good. Sounds amazing. Uh, but not when you're going six and nineteen and one and six. Six and nineteen, I could probably let go, maybe, maybe, because you're about two, three shots away from being fifty percent. So I'll let the six and nineteen go. But the one of five from three, still struggling, man. Like, yeah, bro. Like, he just got to cut down the threes, bro. Same thing with Randall. Two of our best players are struggling from three. Like, why would you keep shooting threes, bro? Especially considering one could dominate on the inside and one could be more effective on the mid range. Like, literally, if, 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 if RJ Barrett just simulated 
30% of what DeMar DeRozan does, RJ would be a – and I say 30% because DeMar DeRozan is a completely different player in terms of, like, structure and, you know, the way he's just built and the way he plays. But if RJ can just take his mid-range game to heart, RJ would be a completely dominant player. But I keep saying I agree. dominant. I like... agree. He, the, the thing with RJ is, like, for him to take the next step, he just has to make minor adjustments. That's the funny part. Like, his adjustments aren't major. He really has the tools. I mean, think about it. He's having bad games and dropping 17, 18 points. So imagine when he has good games. He's going to be dropping like 23, 24. That, he that just got to make minor adjustments point. to his – um. He has to make minor adjustments to his um, – what's it called? I guess – um, to, to his fundamental. He has to work on his fundamentals as well. I guess that's where I was going with that. I think maybe he's trying to do too much. And he just, like how you said, he needs to make minor adjustments. And he's trying to do, like, this overall game change. And it's just not working for him. And by overall game change, I think he's trying to become more of an outside threat. Which is not what we need him to do, really. I mean, the more the merrier. I can understand it, dude. But just don't fire away. Because that's not you. That you, you have the ability to actually mid-range dominate you can dominate from the mid-range you have that potential you being able to shoot would just be the plus you know work on it but don't make it who you are don't make you know? it your main i don't i don't i don't want rj to be clay thompson i don't want rj to be steph curry you know i want you to have a good three-point percentage but you don't have to be them you, your strength is the mid-range and, and driving so would you take 36 percent 35 percent from three, hell yeah, thirty six percent from for three for RJ would be great. How about thirty four? Uh, I'll say thirty four. The lowest is 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 the thirty four. The lowest wouldn't be too bad. I mean, minimum. I would I would want I would want more, but where he's at now, I would settle that. I would settle for that for this season. But you would have to improve on that next year. You better begin if you get to thirty four this season. I want you at thirty six next year from the from the start. No, you don't have. It don't have, bro. As long as you finish the season at that percentage, I'm fine with it. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. So I, I, I firmly believe in that. But I dig though. If you can start on fire, why not? Bing bong. Couldn't have said it better myself, my sir. Uh, Julius Randle, twenty points, seven rebounds, two assists, seven of fifteen, three of seven. I mean, how can you hate this guy, bro? How can you do it? How can how can you do it? He's literally one of the most efficient guys on the court. Uh, he gives you reasons. Don't get it twisted. Besides his attitude, his attitude and defense. Yeah. He gives you reasons, but, you know, he was a minus 17 in this game. So there he had go. some lapses there. Not his like defense. today. Today in Phoenix, I can't even lie, bro. There's a few moments he had me tight. I'll keep it very a lot, of, A lot of looking. A lot of standing around yeah, and doing nothing. Yeah, he... Today... I'm not going to say I never noticed it, but today it happened more so than I've seen before, and I don't understand why. Um, The final score for today against Phoenix was 116.95. For the most part, we were playing good up until the third quarter. and Not even the third quarter, in the middle of the third quarter. And all of a sudden, they couldn't miss from three. Booker had, I think, 11 points in that quarter. They just, they I think just, he had, two, he had a four-point play. He had a four-point play in the first half. 
Yeah, on Mitchell Robinson, gangster. And I think two or three times we fouled them behind the three-point line. Didn't help in any our, way. Our perimeter defense is shat. Shat. Yeah, today kind of showed um, that Cam Reddish is a little more valuable than we think, man, because, you know, he could have made a difference today guarding up on Devin Booker, even though Devin Booker only had 20 points. So we didn't do too bad. But... Everybody else killed us from three. Damian Lee had was four or six. D Book obviously did his thing. He was five of eight. That's a lot of threes, though, bro. Yeah, bro. As a team, Phoenix was 17 of 39, 43%. And as a team, we were seven of 25, 28%. Well, shout out to Quentin Grimes, first of all, because he was actually the one gifted the opportunity. I wouldn't say gifted because that's a nightmare, but to guard, uh, to guard Devin Booker. He did pretty good at first in the first half. Quentin Grimes shined today, bro. I think this is his job to lose. At the end of the day, Devin Booker This is his job is to still... lose, bro. I think Quentin Grimes officially stays the starting shooting guard after today's performance. 10 points, whoa, whoa, five whoa, boards, whoa, eight assists. Oi, 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 oi. What about Cam Reddish? What happened? Uh, even though Quentin Grimes was a minus 12, um, that all depends on if he's available. Because if he's not available tomorrow and Quinn Grimes has another shot to shine. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying when everybody's I'm healthy. Saying. I'm saying when everybody's healthy, I think Cam needs to start over Grimes. I don't I think mean, I don't I don't think I would have it the other way around. See, this is one of those situations where we might have a good controversy in our hands. Just in our hands, excuse me, just like in the center position. Because again, tomorrow we got OKC. If I'm not mistaken, hold on, wait, let me see. Tomorrow yeah, okay, we, got, we, got, we got OKC tomorrow. At what time? Uh, I think it's uh, night 8, eight, eight o'clock. Eight okay. All right. We got OKC tomorrow. Let's assume Cam doesn't play. Quinn Grimes has another game like today, but a few more points. Today he had what? How many points Quinn Grimes had? Hold on one second. I'm sorry, y'all. He had 10 points today. Again, 5 of 8 shooting. No, no. 4 of 10 shooting. 40%. That's not bad. Let's say he drops 14 points and his percentage just goes up. He plays great defense and we win the game. You don't think the conversation switches a little bit? Like, hey, you know, maybe we should start Grimes, see where this goes. Mm. Hypothetically speaking, of course, because that depends on Cam's availability. I think, no, I'm going to tell you why. I think Cam is a better offensive and defensive all-around player than Quentin Grimes. In, in terms of consistency, at least. And talent-wise as well, I won't lie. I did say many times, like, if any player on this team puts us all together, Cam would be – it'd be Cam, and Cam would be the most talented one. And, there's, and there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that because now with Quentin Grimes being the way he's doing, he fills the Fournier void. He fills the, that spot off the bench because we've always been wondering who's going to take Fournier's spot because Fournier hasn't touched the court in, like, two weeks. So now you could give all those minutes to Grimes. And now you have Reddish starting, and now you have Grimes to back him up. So you don't even lose defense. You actually gain it off the bench. And we always say the bench is the strongest our strongest asset. So now you make it even stronger by having Grimes on that, on that team. Understood. But again, just like at the center position, this could be one of those things that it's a good controversy. And it might become a controversy based on injury. Because remember, you got two... Got yeah, two injury prone guys so far in their career. Let's be honest. Cam True. and Quentin, both are injury prone. Right now, Cam's the one that at first it was Quentin that was out. 
Cam was the one that was shining, right? Yeah. Now, fast forward to now. Possibly Cam's out tomorrow. Game time decision, I assume, because they said he's day to day. He probably Let's won't. Let's assume he's, again, now Quentin's going to have his time to shine. Bro, this is... This is the this is the Mitchell Robinson, um, Jericho Sims thing, you know what I mean? Jericho Sims has his shot because of Mitchell Robinson's injury history. It just so happens the two dudes at the guard position both have injury history, and now Quentin Grimes is the one with the shot. Which like is not really, point. which is not really good to be honest, because like, what if they both I think that's go great. down? What if they both go down? Okay, that not okay. That's worst case scenario. I'm thinking it's great because it shows how much depth we got. That's true, but it's also very problematic because of how probable it is for them to get injured. So let's say let's say Reddish gets injured, and let's say, God forbid, Grimes gets hurt tomorrow. Deuce McBride steps in. See, it was that depth again. But can you, you know trust I mean? his? Can you trust his offensive presence though? I could. He did that's, job, that's, bro. That's to be determined. I mean, we put him in today. Free deuce. Hashtag free deuce. What do you got? I think he had nine points, right? Something like that. Huh. Nine points in 13 minutes. And like a steal. Three, three steals, right? Something like that. Nah, he had a couple steal. of tips. He had, he had, he had a one bunch steal. Of tips. Yeah, bro. Like He's a presence, man. With, with all these struggles with our perimeter defense, it kind of shocks me that he's not getting minutes. But now that... Now, excuse me. Sorry about that. Now that we have... This little injury bug going. He's going to have a shot tomorrow against OKC as well. And I'm interested to see how he responds. Especially considering um, last time we played OKC, they dropped 145 on us. And most of that was because of bad perimeter defense. I want to see what kind of impact Deuce will have on this game. It's going to be very interesting to see. Because now he's going to have a chance to shine. That's another, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely agree with you on on the depth part because we definitely said that last year too. Like the conversations that we're having is a good argument and a good conversation to have because that just proves how much depth we actually have. Um, honestly, I I just really wanted because tomorrow is a really big matchup to really see what these guys got because SGA's dropped 42 on us last game, and that was because we didn't have Grimes, we didn't have who's who's even guarding who was guarding him who was was it RJ. Oh, bro, uh, do we really have to go back to that game, bro? That no, game let's, let's, let's not. Bro. Let's not. Let's we not. Have let's, to, bro. No, no. Let's not. Let's not take a trip down that lane. Yeah, man. But, not that game, bro. Any game is that one. <laughs> that game was like basically what I'm trying to say is, me, bro, we have to win tomorrow, bro. We'll be tight. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to say is we didn't we didn't have the guys we have now, so we'll see what Grimes can do or Deuce or whoever. Bro, can, can do against Ball gonna be a statement game, bro, for three young players. Jericho, Deuce, Grimes. Remember, because yeah. we lost bad last game. Bro, if we, lo- we lost bad last game. And if we win this game, especially because of th- those three guys, got the, the, the coaching in the front office got to do some thinking and some talking. Oh, man, coaching. That's another, that's another problem. We'll get there. Um, is that it for the Phoenix game? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, RJ Barrett. I mean, we get into some stats unless you want to move off. Uh, the only stats I'm really concerned of is RJ Barrett. Um, dude, I, th- I think every game we talked about right now, he had a bad game every single one. Yeah, including this one. Three of 11. He hit his free throws, five of six. I give him that. 
Usually doesn't. Yeah, he, he struggles from free throws as well. I give, him, I give him the finger claps. I give him this. Randall, oh my God, bro. Randall was terrible this game. Dude. Let's see what Nine he had. Points, oh, Jesus. Oh my God. Four of 11, one of four. That's not even that's not even what made me mad, bro. It's the defensive lapses, bro. Like he seemed it was crazy. So, he seemed so like he went negative six. Bro, I I I thought he'd be worse. And RJ went negative twenty-four. That's hard to believe, bro. Because Randall was much worse than RJ today. Apparently I not. Usually, I, I use bro, I usually defend Randall, bro. Today I can't. I can't today. I'm shocked RJ had had a worse um, plus minus than Randall. That's shocking to me. I, I have to rewatch this game and see what happened because I don't recall RJ being that bad. He was bad. He was that bad. Well, his field goal percentage could definitely be a part. He went 27%. I mean, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's almost that's almost fucking. You missed every shot, pretty much. <laughs> but, bro, he was at least trying on defense, bro. Randall was just terrible today. Yeah, he... he there was he a was lot of times he was just looking. Yeah. Is he that a joke? Son, bro. Is that a I joke? I don't know why. Was that an inside joke? Was that a boom-boom? Oh, no. Nah, just said, like... Because he was looking up. Like, he... Because we played the Suns, and he said he was looking at the Suns, so... Well, yeah, well, no, I, I didn't. No pun intended. I should have said no pun intended. No pun intended. But he didn't do this a few times. No, yeah, he was looking at an air. I don't know what he's doing. Bro, what happened? I don't know, bro. Like, they was weird, bro. Like, you better not have been smoking. Like, <laughs> you know what? Don't even put that out there. They probably drug test him tomorrow. You know? Oh, <laughs> shit. That would be crazy if they drug tested because of us. I'd be like, oh, shit, they listen. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, like, first of all, I'm sorry. And second of all, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, good looks. Good looks for the listen. <laughs> Did you follow? Did you like, comment, and subscribe? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I hope, I hope that don't happen. But, yeah, if he is smoking, cut down, bro. You don't, you don't need it out of all people. <laughs> <laughs> he might need it because all the stress he's getting from all the Knicks fans. Not before game, though. <laughs> That's true. If you don't have a game that day, do whatever you want. But, but, but on game day, don't smoke. That's if you smoke. That's just me speculating. That's just us speculating. All right, let's get off the topic because we're going to get this nigga in trouble. Yeah, I know. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get this guy in trouble. But, All okay, right, let's, moving let's, on for the Phoenix game. <laughs> let's wrap it up here. Um, So uh, two of two, at the end of the day, neutral so far. Um, So that's good because we expected to go, uh, what was it, one and three? Right? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Because we, we said Utah was the only winnable game. Yeah. So, um, good, not bad. But uh, not yeah, good. yeah. I think Tibbs kind of sort of saved his job for now. Uh, neutral. Well, okay, wait, wait. So we are in what I like to call the neutral zone, and I think I actually labeled one of the uh, episodes that because we this is just me was for that episode was are we just a neutral team and is that good or bad. So, um, it's not good or bad. I would I mean, just average say, team. Yeah, average. So you said, neutral, you said neutral. Okay. Keep going, my fool. I didn't mean to stop you. Keep going. No, no, no. It kind of be the same thing, right? Kind of, sort of, whatever. Um, so nah, neutral means something else, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> ah, yeah. So average, average. So average team. Um, it's not good or bad. The 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 problem with being average is the stagnation. So now it's like. Where do we go from here, right? So, with that being said, there's a lot of talk with 
Julius Randle and Thibodeau, and even quickly being on the seat out of New York. Now, quickly, not because of his play, but because of his value. Same goes for Randle. Um, yeah, his value's gone up from what I've heard. Yeah, and Thibodeau, on the hand, is not because of his value, but because of his poor coaching. I don't so, think he's a poor coach, man, because he's good at certain things. It's just that he's caught in his ways and other things. So, so with that means, let's start with Tibbs then. I, I, let's start with Tibbs real quick. Um, what, what is a, do you think his biggest downfall? Uh, well, we can't say he doesn't adjust because he has made some changes. It's just that it's the timing of the changes. Yes, now he has to work on timing. Because we can't be mad at Tibbs and say he doesn't adjust. He's adjusted this season. He's made some adjustments. Let's not deny that. We could all admit that. You know, have what his problem is is the timing. He still is stubborn enough to keep lineups in that aren't working. You know what I mean? Like, he'll make the change when it's too late. Like, he'll make the adjustment when it's too late. Like, what so his problem is it, Exactly, exactly. So... His problem now is not more so the fact that he can't adjust. It's the timing of it. Because like I said, he has made the positive adjustments this year. It's just like he's not too good at the timing. Maybe it's because like it's, it takes some getting used to. You know, I like to give Tibbs the benefit of the doubt personally. Because I always said I'm a fan of his, man. His Nick connections are there. He's And he's definitely one of the, the better. He's one of the better coaches we've had in like the past exactly. like, three and- years. He's well-liked, and it's not like players don't like or respect him. You know, he's well-liked in the league, well-known, has his success, has his failures. You know, he's not perfect. But um, I give him credit for at least attempting to change because we all know him as a stubborn guy. But at this point, his biggest problem for what I'm seeing is the timing of his adjustments. He's making the adjustments. He just has to work on timing. You know what I mean? I agree. Because Deuce, again, I've asked this earlier in the episode. We're struggling on perimeter defense. Why is Deuce McBride not getting minutes? And his forte is defense. And you literally drafted him for, for defense. defense. You wanted him in particular. I think Thibodeau even came out and said Yes, it. Tom Thibodeau in particular wanted him. So it makes... That makes no sense. Dumb shit like that is what gets me tight about him. He's not a bad coach. He has his dumb moments. Do you think he's like reverse psychology himself in in terms of like maybe he thinks like if if he leaves him in and he does poorly, he may actually lose his job due to that? I mean, maybe he tries to get his guys, maybe he tries hard to get his guys to play out of a funk i don't know you know I, I don't know he's a hard guy to figure out bro you know and Derek, I mean? Derek, and to bring this up derrick rose is also a hot topic in terms of rumors and that derrick rose specifically if we get rid of him it it was purposely for deuce to get his minutes pretty much you know uh at one point i didn't want to trade rose because in my head I still believe in the 44-win prediction. I'm going to stick to that. In my head, because if we get 44 wins, we're in the postseason. In my head, if we get 44 wins, Derrick Rose would be a valuable piece. However, you know, he's on the last year of a contract, so he could be valuable on the market. 
He could probably potentially bring in another asset, or we could use him in another trade, like for um whether it be a star or a mid tier player that could help. So I, I'm warming up to the idea of trading him, you know. And it could like, free up it could free up space for your boy. Exactly, you know what I mean. And we need our guys to get minutes. We got to see what he got, bro. We can't have a dude that plays that good of defense just sitting there. We need defense. You know what I mean? Derrick Rose would be a big loss. How, how 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 crazy would this be if you had Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride, and Cam Reddish on the same court? It'd be pretty. I, I would love to see that because because you could move Reddish. You goes. could move you could move Reddish to the three. Yeah. Right. And He's then naturally a three. You can move Reddish to the three. Have Grimes at the two, or you know have Grimes and Deuce switch up two and one. Have uh, Randall if you know if we keep Randall. You know, keep him at the four and then have Mitch or Sims at the five. That's a wicked team right there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Especially defensively. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that's a starting five because we have Brunson. I'm just saying like that. That's a unit. That's a unit we could use. Yeah, that, that's a big unit that you could definitely use. Or you could you could even take Randall out that and put Obi in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That'd be a fun lineup to watch. I mean, there's potential there. It's a lot of stuff. So, um, so okay, so Tibbs is definitely officially on the hot seat. Um, here at Knicks, I don't think he's on the hot seat. No, no, he definitely is on the hot seat. We just nah. don't think we don't. This think week, should. this week kind of cooled his seat off, bro. Because let's be real, that's we our opinion. Though. We was expecting only one win this week, so he kind of cooled himself off. Now he has a chance this week to completely cool the seat off. Because all right, look, who do we have this week? We got OKC tomorrow. It's a short week because it's a holiday week. You know what I mean? So I don't think um we're gonna have a lot of basketball. Happy this Thanksgiving, week. y'all. I'm going yeah, I can't wait to eat, bro. Feeling get fat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna work that food. I'm gonna work it out at the gym. Can't wait. I will not. I will let that shit sit. Uh Marinate. tomorrow we got OKC. And then on the 25th, we got Portland. That's a winnable game. I think Portland's beatable. We got Dame Lillard. Mm, um, I mean, they're playing man. great ball. They're, 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 twisted. Portland's off to a good start. Nurkic scares me. Portland's off to a with, good with start. Guys. Portland's ten and six right now. They got Anthony Simons is killing right now. Yeah, they got a decent team. Portland's not bad. Nurkic, yeah, Nurkic, I think they're Nurkic scares me in that game. I think they're beatable. Um, and we got a revenge game next week as well against Memphis Grizzlies. That's uh that okay. Listen. Yes, it's a winnable game if if we fix our perimeter defense. If we do not, we will get blown out both those games. Against Memphis and... And Portland, big time. Damian Lillard will drop bombs on but us. But we've, we've showed we could play against Memphis. I see us going 2-1 this week. Who's the one? OKC? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I would say either damn. I think we win both revenge games. They lose to Portland? Yeah. Let me see. I, and I think, think it's competitive. I don't think Portland blows us out. Alright. Not for nothing, bro. I I think I think we go 0 3, bro. Go 0 3 this week? Really? I think we go I think we go 0 3. If I think we go zero and three or one and two, and the one being tomorrow. Really? Wow. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I don't. 
I don't know, bro. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. Portland, you know what? Two and three. I'll go two and three. I'll keep as positive as I can. Two and one? Uh, Yeah, two and one. Sorry, two and one. The only one I think we'll lose indefinitely would be, I don't know, bro. OKC gave us an ass whooping, bro. And that was in the garden. I don't know. I'm scared about tomorrow. I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it a buck. It might, nah, it might, it might be another disaster, bro. I think tomorrow we show up, bro. I think we show up tomorrow. I don't think, I, I don't think, if the Knicks have a backbone, bro, whether we it, win or lose, it, we at least, we at least show up. They're too inconsistent for me, bro, to really even predict anything. Because don't get, because these are three hard teams to beat, especially that you said each team is at is going at a good start. Like each team, each those three of those teams are at, at a good pace right now. They're starting to figure out who they are as a team, and they're putting it together. We are still currently trying to figure out who we are. You know what I, I mean? I, I, I think we have a good week this week. I think we go two and one, and that's just not and that and that's not just me being positive, bro. Because like, I can understand why you would say Portland would be the loss, you know, because like they have Dave Lillard and we don't. But um, I don't see Memphis blowing us out, bro. We took them to overtime. Well, not I'm not saying blowing out. I don't think we're gonna get blown out. I think we're just gonna lose, like like by four. And remember, three. bro, we lost mostly because the refs didn't give us any respect that game. So we could have beat them. I can see us beating them this time around. You know I, I, mean? I, I feel you, but uh, I don't know, bro. I I, I think say... they're and I, and I think they're in our house. If I'm not think, mistaken, yeah, they're, they're here. They're here. Yeah, they're here. I think we get them this time around. All right, so my final prediction. I got us two and one. I got one and two. And one and Portland, and Portland being the loss. I say one and two. I say Portland being the win. All right. All right. One and two. Listen, Nick, Nick please do not, do not bash me in the comments, please. I just, I don't know. It's just this team is, is, is doing it to me, bro. It's, they're just too inconsistent for me, man. So, honestly, I want to be proven wrong. Please, God, yo, please prove bro, me wrong. Bro, just think of it this way. If we go 2-1, and one, we're still average. We'd end the week at 10-10. and 10. That'll be good. Not you. But, okay, okay, let's, let's, how do we get above, because at the end of the day, the goal is to win the championship, right? It's that not happening that, this year. No, 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 that is not happening. This, that's what I'm saying. So, what, what is it that we need? to get over the hump? Is it coaching? Is it players? We need that A player, bro, first and foremost. I've said it many times within the past few weeks. We need that one A player. We got to figure out which pieces we're definitely keeping. Because, you know, we're not keeping everybody. We got to figure out who's definitely staying, who's definitely going, you know, who's going to be the defensive anchor, who's going to run the show, who's going to be the offensive weapon. You know what I mean? We need that A player. So my people that I think that are solidified right now is Brunson, Brunson, Cam Reddish, RJ, uh, RJ, and Mitch, and Sims. Oh, and ho, Mitch. Ho. you think Mitch. Mitch? That's it. Those five. Ah. Oh okay. wait, and and Grimes. Those six. That's your okay. six right there. I got five. I'm leaving Mitch out of that. I, I'm leaving Mitch out of my list. Unfortunately, sorry, Mitch. He may be expendable eventually. I rather I rather Sims, yeah. I rather go with Sims. Okay, all right. And all definitely right. Hartenstein. Get him out. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. These are people that we're keeping. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hartenstein's definitely out of here. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Nah, it's getting late. That's a fact. But um, 
Yeah, those those five right there, or you said six. So those six five players, you know, I'll throw Mitch on mine just to just to even. You know it out. what? So I'll I guess mine are Brunson. The definite keepers, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Brunson. Cam, RJ. Because we signed RJ. He's not going anywhere. Mitch. Jericho. There's, there's also been talks that that doesn't necessarily mean he's staying. I heard people say you could trade that contract. You could. You could, but I don't know. But we'll see. I don't know, bro, but the Knicks got decisions to make eventually, bro. Like, for us to get over the hump, you know, because if we get that star, Tibbs is a pretty good coach when he has an A player. He showed it when he had Derrick Rose. When... That's very true. So, you know, maybe we're not firing Tibbs because we have a plan to get that A player. Who knows? Who knows? You got to wait and see. And with that being said, everybody, that wraps up episode 75 of Nick's Anonymous. Or no, 76. 76 sorry, 76. Sorry, sorry. I call myself, call myself. 76. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Uh, Nick's Anonymous. Like we said, Instagram is usually just general updates. Twitter is um, very... Uh, flexible in terms like when we're like a conversation yeah feel free to interact with us too we answer back especially game day game day we're very very active on twitter very play-by-play-ish um i'm lj stevie in the building we are next anonymous and we will see you guys next week go next